12th of January 2023, the United States Office of the Director of National Intelligence published the unclassified version of its 2022 annual report on unidentified aerial phenomena. But what relevant information does it contain? And does it shift the paradigm of the entire UFO UAP community? Join myself and Neil as we delve into this dry work to try and sort salient facts from speculative supposition. And this week's episode is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week. This week it is Dee Nandwani. Dee has been with us since the very beginning of the launch of our Patreon and we very much appreciate all the help and support we get from Dee and our other Explorers and of course every single person who helps make this podcast happen through our Patreon. If you want to get involved as well, go to patreon.com forward slash Aliens Explored and pick a tier that suits you. We have all kinds of tiers for all kinds of people and a wide variety of benefits as well. So go check that out. Links are in the description. But this week, Dean Andwani, you are our Explorer of the Week. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and beyond. I'm one of your presenters, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other presenter, Stu Jackson. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, having a, an eventful time, uh, keeping busy, as one does. As one does well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a job that takes yes. up most of my time. Yes. So... Uh, and, and sort of, it's, it counts as acting. It counts, you know, Equity have um, recognised right. that immersive theatre is a, is a is a is an art form that they need to have a special branch for. Oh God, uh, immersive theatre is one of the hardest forms of acting because you know, I mean, when you when you're doing it on on film, you can get to do take after take after take. Right? No, you're you're you made right. to do take after take after take. I mean, uh, well, I mean. I don't personally, but hey, you know, people mm. do. Um, but in theatre, you can't do that. 
but in theatre, there's a distance between you and the audience. Now, that is a skill set in mm. its own, as we know, because you then have to sort of project. And people think projection is just about talking loudly. <laughs> no, mm. no, 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 no. Projection's far more complex than that because you're projecting your emotional state as well as um, yeah. as well as your your voice. And projecting your voice isn't just shouting. Well, it? It, it's, a, it's a whole art form, isn't it? Making your gestures look making them big enough to be seen by someone way back at the back of the auditorium where or way up in the gods and yet still look kind of natural yeah so, and natural to the people on the front row as well yeah which you know i mean yeah. there's a big difference um yeah so that's well, uh, well, absolutely it. but immersive well, theater, so you're, immersive yeah yeah you've got to often your You've got a script, but you've got to improvise around it, and you've got to deal with people. I suppose in stand-up comedy has that element to it. You've got to deal with hecklers. Um, yes. Yeah, you've, you've, you've got your, the stuff that you came on to say, but you've also got to have lots of spare stuff in your back pocket ready to ready to throw back at uh, whatever people oh, may, God, yeah. may hurl at you. Absolutely. But but I always think with immersive theatre, the, the kind of the real – skill lies i mean because improvisation is something we can we can all learn but Mm. to be convincing and genuine when your audience member is like six inches away from you and looking you right in your eyes Mm. you know that's that's a a real um and as we know like you and i we we met doing anim so to me father christmas is immersive theater yeah, it's exactly yeah, that's that. exactly what it is. Um, and yeah, to be to be jet, I mean, especially portraying a um, a fantastical character um, mm. like that. You know, yeah, to be genuine, to be convincing and believable at that sort of distance. It's yeah. So you you have my admiration under it, and also you know, turning up to the same place day after day. At least there's a place that's, that's not far from home. My, my travel time is negligible. My travel costs are pretty much zero. Um, also, I think the the show that I'm doing, Monopoly Life Sized, has. I mean, one of the things that's come up with equity is that, as it's you know, it, it's not a brand new art form, as you say, but it's becoming very, very, very widespread. There are lots and lots and lots of immersive shows in London mm-hmm. now. Catering to most tastes, there are things like War of the Worlds, Peaky Blinders, Stranger Things, Saw, um, you know, you name it. There's, there's a, an Only Fools and Horses dining experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, it's not. Only Fools and Horses is a West End show. Um, Faulty Towers dining experience. So, you know, and there's all these murder mystery events. But I think um, Monopoly Life Size has issues that a lot of these shows don't have in that um, I think most of those shows, they will be attended by people who enjoy the show and want to immerse themselves in it and play the games and do it. What they probably have less of that we have a lot of is being used for corporate team building days um, where you get a lot Mm. of people there who make it plain they really don't want to be there or they're too cool (laughs) for school or they're just going (laughs) to act like a dick because, or they're going to show up absolutely blind drunk. I mean, we had one team... They were they were sneaking out to the toilet and sort of coming back sniffing and rubbing their gums and oh, wired right. 
Because with a bit you know, of talcum they, drunk, powder on the nose. Yeah, because yeah, they drunk themselves <laughs> to a standstill, and the only way they could keep going was with a bit of marching powder in the toilet. So they were seriously <laughs> off their faces. I think most shows don't have to deal with that. Although I've been reading a lot about West End shows, that, uh, especially ones that feature jukebox musicals, having issues with audience members who get drunk um, and sing along and dance along. And there's one show, is it, I think it's Dirty Dancing, Yes. Um, on the poster, it actually says it has them dancing in the aisles. And the cast are saying, I really wish they didn't put that because what we don't want is people dancing in the aisles who want <laughs> to just enjoy the show. <laughs> yes, yes, that's uh, been quite a, a thing in the news. Anyway, that's not what we're here to do. Oh, oh just I will say, because uh, <laughs> just as a thing, uh, Only Fools and Horses is also a dining experience because... Uh, I know the woman who plays uh, Raquel. Uh, she she dual roles Raquel and oh, what's his name? Boyce's wife, uh, Marlene. Uh, Marlene. Marlene. That's it. Yeah, yeah, she plays Raquel and Marlene. Um, shout out to Natalie if you're listening. I, I doubt you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, no, it is a it is a dining experience. Anyway, enough of this talk of acting. It has monopolized. Enough of the episode. Oh, so far. I saw so you did. Very clever. Yeah. No, we're here to talk about something else. We're here to talk about the 2022 annual report on unidentified aerial phenomena released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence of the United States of America. So yes. the report is out. It is. Um, so uh, worth mentioning. Um, first of all, what we're going to be talking about is the unclassified version. Uh, because we don't have yes, access, because we to, don't the have access to the classified so, version, which is a okay. shame. Um, um, let me just let me just get some of the acronyms out of the way, um, and the one of the main features. Oh, um, I've got news on that on one of the acronyms, but go ahead. Okay, the ones the ones we're going to talk about. Uh, first of all, the UAPTF. That's Uniform Alpha Papa Tango Foxtrot. That is the the un- Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Now, um, in July, that was replaced by a new organization called the AARO, which is the the Alpha Alpha Romeo um, Oscar. Oscar. Which is is the, I was going to say omelette, which is the the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And this was done on the orders of the ODNI, the Oscar Delta November India, um, Office of the Director of National Intelligence, oh. which who's produced this report. So yeah, they've got this new body there. So just there get those up a, when we start talking about the AARO and the UAPTS. Well, there are a huge amount of acronyms uh, in this mm. report, and um, interestingly enough, so the biggest one of all, um, you've sort of covered it in part. Uh, UAP, um, which. The the report itself does specifically say it's unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, mm. But I went on to uh, our Twitter channel, um, mm. Twitter page, Twitter, whatever, um, and I asked UFO Twitter, uh, or Twitter UFO, no, UFO Twitter, sorry, mm. um, what do, does... What what do people think the A stands for in UAP? Because mm. I, I've heard both. I, I've heard two things. I've heard unidentified aerial phenomena, 
and I've heard mm-hmm. unidentified anomalous phenomena as well. And you know what? We got 116 votes on this particular poll, mm-hmm. and the result was quite staggering. Which do you think it was, Neil? Because I know you weren't. You, you're well, not if the result was staggering, I'm, think, I'm sure you're going to say that A stands. Most people thought A stands for anomaly. It does. It does. Seventy-five percent of people said it stood for anomalous. Yeah. And, okay. And the, apparently, the reason behind this was it, 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 a lot of people have commented and you know, really appreciate the engagement that people have had with it. Hmm. Um, it, it was aerial. And, and certainly the report that we're going to be talking about um, from the ODNI um, is does specifically say aerial, but, but a lot of people have moved over to anomalous because it includes transmedium craft. Well, um, I mean, it seems that the, um, the, the, the acronyms are getting more vague, but in order to be more encompassing. So a UFO an unidentified flying object that is actually a thing that is actually some sort of craft in the sky you can see it's time. a flying object rather than yes. just a an optical illusion or well when you see, when you see lights in floating the, or falling yeah so when you see lights in the sky that could be an object it could be you know the the the, the running lights on an aircraft or helicopter um, but it might be something else. It could be a trick of the light. It could be a reflection. It could be whatever. Mm. It could be <laughs> some sort of something from another dimension. So, in order to uh, accommodate that, instead of talking about an unidentified flying object, they're talking about unidentified aerial phenomena. And now we seem to have moved um, from aerial phenomena to all domain anomaly, the AARO. Ah. Uh- Yes, that's that's the government branch specifically. Um, but yeah, UAP, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon. I, I can get on board with that because we've seen, well, yeah. well we certainly saw with those uh, videos that, that the uh, Pentagon acknowledged were real, the ones taken from the USS Nimitz, that you've got transmedium devices. So you've got, yeah, craft that fly, but they also go into the water as well. Um, so well, yeah. they were lights, weren't they? They, they? We couldn't tell if they were what, how, what, what the substance they were. The tic tac. Yeah. I mean, just a, just a sort of tic tac shaped light, didn't you? That was moving like an object. But I, th- I think it's safe to say they were object. That and gimbal. Um, I think it's safe to say but they were objects. I don't think you can be. I don't think I can be that sure that it's actually an object. That it's actually that it's actually a substantial physical object. Especially as it has the capability of you know, this transmedium that can go straight from flying through the air to diving under the sea. Um, we don't have any objects that can do that, so maybe it isn't quite as substantial. Well, didn't the Tic Tac even cast a shadow over the water in one of the videos? Uh, but I'd a, have to revisit cloud... the video to be 100% certain. Yeah, I'm not sure. But a cloud can cast a, cloud cast a shadow, doesn't it? So uh, it's, um... You wouldn't call the cloud an object? Um, it's not a solid object, is it? And that's what I'm okay, talking about, di- differentiating between doesn't... a solid object and something <laughs> else. Something. Okay. We're, we're going to we're going to get lost in terminology here, aren't we? Way so, down the rabbit hole there. <laughs> yeah. So this is a short report. It's twelve pages in total, including the cover page and the 
and the table of contents, but it's yeah. a, a, a dry read. There's an executive summary on one page, a scope and assumptions page, and then um, a little page on government changes to manage UAP issues. Um, and that's when they say that they're going to meet expanded criteria. The AARO was established well, as the UAPTF successor on 20th of July, 2022. Before so, we get into it too much, I, I suggest we go through it page by page and pick out any highlights that we've identified as, a, um, as the ideal thing. Okay. I mean, I, I sort of read the, uh, <laughs> well, I read it in the order that I'd read a report when I was working in the corporate world. I read the executive summary um, and right. I went straight to the conclusions. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you well, always read the last page of a murder mystery book first as well? <laughs> no, but this isn't. This is a very <laughs> listeners. This is a very very dry read. Oh yeah, I should, I should also really say that that twelve pages includes um, one, two, three, four, four pages of appendices. Yes, so four pages of appendices, um, a cover page, a table of contents, um, an executive summary, and then what's left is the, the meat in between. So there's not that much to it in this unclassified the, version of the document. The meat itself is very lengthy and wordy um, in the way it's presented. It, it's um, not an entertaining read. You wouldn't read it like a novel. I found it quite entertaining, personally. No, it's definitely not like yeah. a novel, though, but it was <laughs> informative. Um, I felt. So this came out um, January the 12th uh, this mm-hmm. year, 2023, even though it's the 2022 version. Um, and in case uh, listeners are wondering why we've waited till now, um, we're... Mm. we're uh, in March, um, before talking about it, is basically because we had that break and we were just sort of catching back up on things. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, table of contents, like you say, and nothing of particular note there. However, I identified a few things in the executive summary. Um, what did you make of, of the executive summary then? Um, the executive summary... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much as was in the final summary that um, yeah, they're, obviously they're, they're establishing the Department of Defense All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office to facilitate more co- coordinated UAP efforts um, I guess picking up things that um, UAP would have regarded as outside their scope because they're not up in the sky Um but any kind, yeah, picking up any kind of anomaly. I guess an anomaly can also be something that's picked up by instruments rather than by the naked eye. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, 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 but I suppose the main thing is that UAP events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace. Um, and the two main things they're concerned about in this report are flight safety, the possibility mm-hmm. that these will, these unauthorized, whatever they are might collide with aircraft on a on a planned route mm-hmm. uh, or it might be some sort of intelligence gathering activity by an adversary those yeah. are the two i can't see any mention of possible paranormal or extraterrestrial origin in this report well an adversary 
mm. is a broad term. They don't specifically say a terrestrial adversary, so they're not ruling out extraplanetary. No, but they're also saying that anyone who comes from another planet is an adversary. And of course they would, oh. because they're the Department of Defence. Everyone, you know, anything that they don't understand, anything that isn't theirs, is an adversary. Well, they would say they would be concerned by surveillance from an adversary, and I get that. You would be less concerned by surveillance from a, an ally, though, wouldn't you? Um, n- not necessarily. Not necessarily. You know, when I was in the military, when I was working in Army Intelligence, you know, it was kind of accepted, yeah, the Russians know we are conducting intelligence operations against them. We are monitoring their radio broadcasts. We're, we're jotting this stuff down where we're working out their order of battle and everything, you know, who is where we're working out the movements of senior officers, all that sort of stuff. Hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean to need to be so secret. It, it wouldn't be embarrassing if it was revealed that that's what we're doing because we're, we've kind of picked sides. But what would be very embarrassing um, to a, a prime minister would be, for instance, if someone who thought we were an ally discovered that we were conducting covert operations against them. That would be far more sensitive. You know, we, we can't trust this ally. We're, we're not going to share this information with them at, at a low level, or we're actually going to actively try and subvert their staff or gain access to their restricted facilities or whatever. So, yeah, spying by an ally <laughs> who's maybe hedging their bets that they might might not be an ally after a while <coughs> or that they just don't trust you. You know, NATO well, gonna is, a, is a club of, of all sorts of countries that don't really trust each other. I'm going to chip in and say that surveillance isn't necessarily spying. Um, well, surveillance isn't think, always an aggressive, no, I, negative I'm sure action. Spies all the way from Marta Hari to the up to now have tried to argue that on their way to the firing squad. <laughs> well, okay, I'm I'm going to give you a. Um, an example of what what kind of is going through my head. So Mr. and Mrs. Bloggs, um, they have a newborn baby. They take the baby home. uh, They Mm -hmm. look after the baby. They go out and get a baby monitoring device so they can Mm. listen to the baby. They can hear when the baby is crying and they're downstairs in the living room watching Star Trek or whatever. Yeah. That's surveillance. Um. It's surveillance, but it's also it's not you know, just, good. just well <laughs> taking your kid to the park and sitting there on the bench while they play on the swings and slides. You know that's surveillance. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not spying. Absolutely. And, 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 but certainly, as as that child gets older, they will start to regard that surveillance as intrusive. Uh, and and that's, and and, and, and they're the going to suddenly start. Yeah, they're going to suddenly start putting up putting up barriers and saying, no, there's no further. You know, you don't just walk into my room when you feel like it without knocking, that sort of thing. Well, no, my, my point is that surveillance doesn't automatically mean that it's a, a negative or a, um, a the action of an adversary, necessarily. Anyway, well, we're, let, we've gone down let, a bit of a it, rabbit hole there. No, let, let's put it this way. If, if you're conducting surveillance... Um, over an American military or any any kind of military site 
without the authorization of the, the people on the site who could have just told you what was there anyway, um, but they're letting you see. You will get shot down. In, in wartime, warplanes, um, they emit a signal. So as they're returning to their own lines, obviously the air defences are up. Any aircraft approaching which isn't emitting that signal gets shot down. Mm-hmm. And that's and we've had you know the start of the Iraq War. I remember, an RAF jet was shot down because there was something wrong with the signal. It's, it's just it's the default. You shoot down any aircraft that doesn't that, that in wartime. In another example, um, two cops up in Berwick upon Tweed, which is up north of England, up near the Scottish right on the Scottish border, were um, they set up a speed trap to catch speeding drivers and they had their radar gun and they were, they were playing around with it. And um, one of the cops suddenly clocked what appeared to be a vehicle approaching at somewhere like 400 miles per hour. Um, After which his radar gun just, he thought, well, there there must be something wrong with the radar gun. So they, they, obviously nothing appeared, nothing in sight. And uh, they went back to the police station and they're, Desk sergeant says, what, what were you doing with your, with your radar gun out there? They said, nothing, sergeant. We're just sort of playing around. I said, well, what happened was, um, uh, an, an R, a, a, I think it was a Dutch Royal Air Force tornado on c- conducting low-level exercises over the North Sea. The aircraft detected um, that it was being tracked by a, la- by a radar beam. Obviously, their beam went off and over the horizon or out of their sight hit this aircraft, this aircraft just detected it as unknown, therefore presumed hostile radar or, or, or um, yeah, anti-aircraft system. And so the aircraft automatically armed a Sidewinder missile ready to fire at the, the source of the radar. Um, but the pilot noticed it was happening and switched it off because mm-hmm. he knew he was on an exercise in a peaceful area there's no way he was about to be shot down so he di- he dis- disengaged it but you know aircraft defend themselves is something the pilot just doesn't have to think about okay um, from my so- perspective you've just proved my point because for one thing the police were surveilling effectively the aircraft but they definitely um, weren't adversarial about it inadvertently they- but they they weren't adversarial about it secondly the aircraft was surveilling. Well, they were surveilling. Uh, it, it was surveilling the measures that it perceived to be taking against them. It was surveilling the surveillance. Um, well, no, I mean, right. again, the aircraft, that's non-adversarial. In, in, in military terms, in, in wartime, you don't have a fail safe. You have a fail dangerous. If the system fails, it, it fires a missile. If um, if you know, nuclear submarines nuclear missile submarines, they every now and then will surface and they expect to receive a signal and the signal says, don't launch your missiles. If they don't get that signal, they launch their missiles at their intended targets. They wipe out millions of people because that's that's the default because the reason that for not getting that signal, that message to not shoot their missiles could be because all the command and control systems have already been destroyed by an adversary. So... They've just got to assume, yeah, we're not getting that. We're not being told not to, so let's just do it. It's it's adversarial. It's we're we're talking the military here, and their job is oh. to be adversarial and to, that, and to attack enemies. 
that's the military mindset. I get that. Um, yeah. and, but we're talking but, potentially here about non-military things, and I'm going to stick to my guns and say surveillance isn't always uh, an, a, a, an attack. Anyway, we've spent 15 minutes talking about <laughs> what surveillance actually means rather than talking about mm. this report. So let's get stuck into it. So <laughs> we're still on page two. Uh, this executive mm-hmm. summary. Um, there were three sentences that, that stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is the very, very, very first sentence, the top line of the executive s- summary. Unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, reporting is increasing. Yes. That's a bold, big statement right there. It's um, on the increase. It's on the increase, but for... I think I can think of very mundane reasons why that is. So can I. Um, I think increased awareness is is a big part of it. Um, and the fact that UAPs are now being taken far more seriously. Um, we'll come on to that in a... Uh, in, in a little... I, I don't think that is the reason. Well, but, yeah. later on. Okay. But why do you think... There's an increase I mean, in UAP reports. I mean, we're talking about a vast increase. There, there were 144 UAP reports during the 17 years of UAP reporting um, up until I forgot what point that was. But there have been 247 new reports and another 119 that were either since discovered or reported after the preliminary assessments time period. Okay, I think of a number of factors. For one, um, there is less stigma. It used to be, if you say, mm-hmm. it, I mean, the term used to be UFO. Yeah. And if you said, I saw a UFO, people automatically, they didn't think, oh, you saw something flying that you couldn't identify. You're, you think you saw a flying saucer with little <laughs> green men in it. Let's take the piss out of this guy. Um, yeah. I think there's more acceptance that a UFO just means just that. Um, and even more vague with UAP. You saw something in the sky that you couldn't, you couldn't, um, rationalize away let's let's just say that um a second factor is that people are far more likely to have a movie camera on them these days or any kind of Mm. camera so um yeah you might see something in the sky you're driving along a long six hour drive across western texas or somewhere you see something in the sky halfway through the journey think oh that's that's a bit funny and then you drive on, and by the time you've got to the end, you've forgotten all about it. Or maybe later, someone will remind, somebody will remind you, and you say, "Oh yeah," but you know, you don't actually report it. Whereas now, you can actually stop and get footage of it, which you can then show. Um, another factor is um, pu- public domain, in which people share information has changed from a, a physical space, like down the local pub where people would share their views on things and to a virtual presence where people can get themselves into echo chambers. So down the pub, you might say something like, you know, the earth is flat or um, the Royal family are lizard, uh, extraterrestrial lizard shapeshifters. And people would tell you, don't be, don't be so stupid or <laughs> they'll laugh at you. They'll make fun of you. Even if someone else agrees with you, they might think, Oh, I'm going to keep quiet because they're, they're really ripping oh. the piss out of this guy. Whereas on online, you can find yourself in an echo chamber where you're getting no, you know, you're not interacting with anyone who doesn't agree with you or very few people okay, who don't agree with you. We are, we are too. Ju- 
I, I need to interject because we've gone way, way, way off topic here because mm. this report is not about it's not from members of the public. These are not reports from people in the street. Okay. But that, um, that would that would be well there is a, but there's gonna be an increased number of yeah. people in the street reporting, isn't it? People who see so, things and can video them. Oh, absolutely. Um and I'm I'm absolutely one hundred percent on board with that. Hmm. But yeah, in the executive summary, it does say that there has been a total as of 30th of August 2022, a total of 510 UAP reports. Now I can tell you that that <laughs> probably in America alone, you'll get more than that reported every day. So they're I'm saying sorry, there have been a total of 510. Well, unfortunately, before we get any further on this, we have run out of time for this week. I should, we should have known that this would take uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks with. Well, of... you know, allowing for our usual digressions, which we which we <laughs> like to put in, which are a feature of this show. Um, yeah, is. we were always bound to run out of time on whatever it was we were talking about. So <laughs> if we want to go through this thing point by point, yeah, I think we'll have to um, take a break and resume. Mm. But we would love to hear from you listeners um, about any thoughts of what we've discussed so far, uh, any opinions and thoughts. And, of course, if you've read the report yourselves, uh, anything that jumps out to yourselves as well you can contact us the usual ways on facebook and twitter and youtube by searching aliens explored or you can email us aliens explored at gmail.com and of course there is our patreon only discord channel where if you uh, subscribe to one of our patreon tiers then uh, you get exclusive access to that as well as some other lovely goodies as well depending on what tier you subscribe to so check that out patreon.com forward slash aliens explored so yes and uh, we'll be back next week uh, to continue the debate Part are you two. ready for that neil Part two of how of two or more? We'll see, won't we? Uh, two, yeah, two parts. Yeah, <laughs> keep it at two. You know, <laughs> let's not let's not infer too much about our, our listeners' patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, see you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.